1: This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans. Ravel.
2: Precious. But brilliant. You're with it. what has got around the back. And Richie Wood has done it again. The magic man has come up with another trick.
3: Well, there's a chance to seal it.
2: Again to New York Talk. This is the Rother United podcast during the World Cup. Um, we have a couple of things to go through tonight. We've got some England stuff, some general World Cup stuff, um, and finally, the Rotherham stuff. We will talk about some Rotherham United stuff, but that may be difficult because nothing's happening. Uh, but we'll see what we can do. Um, we have uh, Mick with us, first of all. How are you doing, Michael?
3: Oh well, mate. All oh, well. You?
0: Uh, wonderful. Very good. Um, Tom is back with us. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, a bit gutted after my prediction, but we'll get into that.
2: <laughs> oh, mate! Some of the predictions we've had on this show. Gosh, D- Danny the on horses, so don't worry about it. It's not the worst prediction oh, yeah. of the week. Um, very true. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> so we are going to have a quick look back at the England-England Iran game that was on Monday. Uh, we'll have a quick sort of look back at some of the highlights from the World Cup, and then we'll look ahead to what could be the qualification clinching game uh, on Black Friday against America, uh, which could be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, Danny? Danny will be joining the show shortly. Um, it, it, will be, it will be here very, very soon. Um, but do we have any highlights? So the first few first week, we now, we're now finished as we're recording. We've just finished the first round of fixtures, so everybody's played a game we um, will so go through any standouts and things like that. Um, do you have, I'll start with you, Mick, do you have any highlights? Do you have a moment that you thought, oh, that was funny, that was good, that was special, anything that stands out? Or um, hated? Have you hated something? I know you're a moaner, so if you
3: want to... Yeah, I've got lots of stuff that I've disliked about it. Um, I'll be honest with you, I've got, I've got quite into it. Up until today, I was I was starting to really, really enjoy it. Um, for me, the, high, the best game of the tournament so far was the... Canada-Belgium game I, I really enjoyed that game I thought it was a great game and, and I thought Canada were incredibly unlucky not to come out of something with like that um, but uh, yeah it's been it's been a really really good start to a crappy tournament hasn't it? You know, <laughs> it, it it's one of them and we'll keep going back to it and I'm sure we will but you know it, it, I feel almost guilty for enjoying it um, but I have to say I've really enjoyed it up until today so, um... Today... Sorry. I'll come on to it, I'll come on to it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> really.
2: um, my, my highlight so far is not actually a part of the football. When Saudi Arabia beat Argentina, the second goal, the, the man who celebrated yeah. in Saudi Arabia by taking his door off and throwing <laughs> it... It's comfortable. The highlight. And the best thing is, if you watch it, he took it off when they scored the second goal. They could have gone on to lose that game and he'd have been without, <laughs> still without a door. Um...
0: That's how you celebrate a goal. That's brilliant. Uh, Tom, do <laughs> yeah. you have any highlights? Um, only one I can really think of is just then, in the Brazil game, Richarlison's goal. I think that's mm. one of the best goals I've seen for a couple of tournaments. That was outstanding. And for it to come from Richarlison as well in that stacked Brazil team is ridiculous. Yeah. Good you know, good really good goal. Yeah. Good shout. Danny, any highlights of the, of the week so far?
4: Um, Yes, plenty for me. Uh apologies I've been a little bit late. I've been uh, gathering my notes together. Um because I've got the uh, the pull out from the Daily Mail and I'm sticking it to it religiously through this tournament. Um uh, that's is- it. it's best thing to do with Daily Mail stick to it.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah, that's, I still think best thing for Daily Mail is to make paper mache hats because you can't read it. Anyway. Um yeah, e- England is obvious highlight, six two at a major tournament. That's incredible. High scoring game in the first round of the tournament. Um but yeah, I'm gonna agree with Tom. Rosalising's goal were absolutely incredible. Oh ridiculous. He wants it. Absolutely incredible. That could be the goal of the tournament right there. Yeah. And it's come in the last game of the first round. You know, mm. but it's been an absolute corker, the first yes. round. We, we've had a fair lose about this tournament, but Saudi Arabia beating Germany, um, beating Japan. Argentina, excuse me, um, Japan beating Germany, both yeah. of which were a goal down and they've come back from it. Mm. It's been a very, very exciting opening round.
0: Mm. Mm. Everyone can beat everyone, you'd say. It's you? a bit like the championship in a way, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> like that's why we're, we're yeah. enjoying it and no one else exactly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is just the normal kind of rough nonsense for us, isn't it? This is just what happens. What all used to,
1: yeah, everyone beating everyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Um, yeah, so let's go through. Let's start with the negatives we always have to do with FIFA and Sodium World Cup, we have to start with a big <laughs> need some negatives. Um, we're not going to spend too long on this because I'm fed up to talk about FIFA to be honest with you but I think it's important to talk about the one love armbands that were essentially banned by FIFA Um, England, Wales I think four or five other European nations wanted to wear a harmless armband that had a rainbow heart on it, FIFA said that they weren't allowed and it turns out not only could they have, well they would have essentially banned Harry Kane and other captains that wore them, they would have given them a basically one game ban, not just the yellow card that's the reason they decided to not wear it, which I suppose is quite is, is understandable. Um, make I always consume you on these topics because you're the wiser head of of the um, of the uh, of, our, of our podcast. Just give us your, your general thoughts on it, and um yeah, general, your general thoughts on FIFA
3: being hypocritical. Well, I mean, it, 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 we've said all we, we can say about FIFA, really. Ultimately, we? In, the, in the previous versions of this podcast, so there's not a lot else to say. You know, it, all I would say is that in days gone by, it, it, this would have been a PR disaster for for, uh, for FIFA. But mm-hmm. it, it appears that PR has changed completely and gone completely the, to the opposite end of the spectrum and they obviously believe that this is good PR for them, so I don't, know, I don't know what they're doing. Nobody knows what they're doing. Nobody cares really what they're doing. Do they? um, everybody's just going to get on with the football and try and ignore it until afterwards and uh, and then hopefully once this is all over and done with um, maybe some countries will get together and decide that enough's enough There's, there's certainly been some rumblings of it i don't know whether that's just press talk um but um fifa for me is dead in the dead in the water has been a long time to be to be honest um so yeah it's just embarrassing it, 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 I can't think of another word. It, the behaviour and the way that they they're going off is is and carrying on is just embarrassing. Really, what can you do? You know, they just whatever, whatever. There
2: there are pictures circulated on social media of Gianni Infantino taking a picture with a German politician who is wearing the one love armband, and Infantino's is pointing to the armband as if he's happy with it. So for them to oh, for them to it's just <clears throat> hypocrisy. It's, it's a thought opportunity. Um, Tom... It's weird. It's weird, yeah, it's weird. Tom, what, what are your yeah. thoughts on what do you think that England and the and the rest, it's not just honestly mm. England, but the other teams were right, just to say, right, it's,
0: uh... we want to make it
2: stand, but we've got to be careful on our tournament.
0: Yeah, I think, well, have you seen a just a quick note, the the Danish journalist that got approached by a police officer and got asked to take his off as well. And then Alex Scott wore one at the side of the, uh, the pitch, you know, it's not Mm. like it's not a big thing that it's going about. I don't, I don't know. um, I didn't, I didn't know that Kane got uh, threatened with a ban. uh, So Mm. that's kind of changed my perspective on it, but I don't know. I'd say if you're so strong about these opinions then you'd, you'd accept a ban, wouldn't you? And all the repercussions behind it. I don't, I don't know. Um, like Mick said, it's it's too political, this tournament, for my, you know, personal opinion. I'd rather just watch the games and be happy that Saudi Arabia are uh, enjoying a a, a, <laughs> a victory against Argentina and have a public holiday because of it. You know, that's, that's the sort of stuff that the World Cup's about. You know, it's the fun stuff. It's not this whole political aspect of it that no one really, you know tunes in for you know pe obviously i wasn't you know people care about it but people don't tune in to the world cup to watch the political aspects they tune in for the football itself so you know in that regard you know you can talk about this for hours but yeah i don't know i don't i don't agree with it i think if kane wanted to do it he should have and I, d- I don't know uh yeah mm. I don't that's mean. my personal opinion. um what
2: i would like to see what I'd like to see next, I know this won't happen, but I would love, to, love to come out in training gear, full rainbow outfit. Let's have rainbow boots, rainbow <laughs> yeah. laces, warm-up jackets with rainbows all over them. Jack Grealish's headband needs to be a rainbow headband. Let's, if yeah. they want to be funny about it, let's just go balls yeah. out. Let's yeah. just get on with it. Yeah. Make a proper statement. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's, I'm quite petty, but I think that's that's what I would like to see. What happened, obviously, um, Danny. Obviously, the Germans did the symbolic hand over their mouth uh, because they felt you know, they weren't allowed to speak. The result obviously didn't help that, actually, but it's still a fairly powerful statement that there's a team that's standing up as much as they can, really, I suppose.
4: Yeah, I saw the thing about how Manuel Neuer wanted to wear it, and I think, didn't he start the game with a yellow card? At least that's the thing that I saw. It may, it may have been something flying about on social media about that, but I don't know how real it was. I didn't watch the game from the start unfortunately, um but yeah, I saw what the Germans did before the game with the hand over the mounds, and yeah, you're right, Matt. the result didn't really help it, and they have other countries have come out and criticized it saying well it it'd be better going out and winning the game, you know rather than making the statement, which is like you have missed the points of that completely, yeah. you know, uh, I can't remember which goalkeeper said it but one goalkeeper came out and said that, and it's like you know, missed the point. So yeah, I agree with the Germans doing that because that is how it feels, you know, they're not allowed to have any sort of opinion. Else so we will go, No, we're going to punish you for it. Which feels a little bit totalitarian from FIFA to me. Um, <laughs> you sound <yeah>. surprised, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> well, it it seems more blatantly totalitarian than what we're used to from FIFA, shall I say? Um yeah, it, yeah, it's just a strange tournament. It's a very political tournament and they're actually making no attempt to hide it now. It's just there for everybody to see. Um, it, the political side, of it has been masked ever so slightly by some cracking football that we've seen so far. Uh, but that doesn't take away from the fact that they've stopped England, Wales, I believe the US and to a point Germany from just saying, look, we don't agree with what this country uh, it says about human rights, and we're going to show that. And FIFA have gone, no, we're going to get punished for it. Um, I saw in the comments that England, Germany, Denmark last year one. Denmark, Denmark suing so FIFA as well as Budweiser. Com- can completely understand that. And I have my mm-hmm. suspicions that the reason why Denmark are wearing their flag on their kit is so you can actually tell which country it is from a distance because they've got the mm. coloured out kit, aren't they? Um, yes, yeah, very, very strange tournament, just good football. It'll go down for the wrong reasons, this World Cup. We'll look back oh, yeah. in 20 years' time and we're just like, do you remember that World Cup that was blatantly political? Oh, yeah, the 2022 one. Yeah. <laughs> well, England one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Simon Thorne it's not fair to expect individual
2: players to make the statements up to domestic FAs that should be standing up. Yeah, the players have backed up uh, more than they are. Obviously, people don't mm-hmm. help. Um, again, I'm, not, I'm sure that's not the last political football we'll conversation we're going to have for the rest of this tournament. I hope it is, but it I have say with some confidence it is not so let's move on um, and come back to that whenever it rears its ugly little head in a couple, of, a couple of days time let's go back to Monday afternoon the second game of the tournament was England um, the first favourites to sort of rock up to the tournament really um, and they rocked up to the tournament Mick
1: yeah.
2: um, 6-2 probably should have been 6 Lumberry man. the penalty was extremely harsh at the end but that's another conversation <coughs> England's general overall performance was. I feel like Southgate just sort of let the lead off a little bit and just let them
3: roam and play. And yeah, it's go. amazing, amazing what happens when you when you do that, isn't it? You know, <laughs> um, and and it's something that England are famous for uh, discouraging in their players. For me, anyway, in my view over <clears throat> over the years, and as I've said it many times before, you know, we've had some incredibly talented players that we've managed to. To beat the talent out of before they might pull it, before they pull an england shirt on so uh, you know it, it is good to see him play with that sort of freedom um it should have it would either going to be six one or, or uh, six it should have either been six one or seven two shouldn't it but you know that's um
1: yeah
3: that that that's something that we can come on to i thought as a as an overall performance I thought england were very very good very very good and uh, very comfortable I, I'm not saying obviously, obviously, around not a, a highly ranked side, but they're no mugs. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, they're not, they're not, uh, they're not a bad side by any stretch of the imagination. Um, so, yeah, excellent performance. Really, really pleased with that uh, to, to open up with, uh, and and I, I hope that there's there's still plenty more left in tank. There's more to come. Uh, I think there is. Hmm.
2: Iran well, are 20th rankings wise England's one of the toughest groups and Three, four teams in the top 20 no other groups got that we've got a level of competition but I do agree that Iran were pretty horrific but again we don't know it, it, it's difficult to know after the first game is were England good and made them look horrific or are they just horrific? we just we, we don't really know yet do we I suppose
3: I think you've been a bit unfair to so say they were horrific um, they <laughs> weren't great <laughs> but um, they the,
0: were yeah you know
3: there's, yeah. there's, there's been worse teams in this tournament already oh, yeah. so by some distance yeah
0: yeah yeah
2: hasn't Um, Tom who stood out for you obviously there were several different
0: score scorers but was there <laughs> any couple of standout players that you think oh right, that um, was they, were, they shone well Saka got man of the match didn't he and obviously he had a, he had a superb game and that was obviously recognised Um, I'd say Harry Maguire just based off you know he wasn't, you know, but I thought in in their box especially he was very very dominant, very wow. a presence. He was very very good, um, and especially when you consider his club form, you've got to take into account how he's how well he's he's bounced back from that, and just just give him praise when it's you know people the mental strength it's took to, uh, yeah definitely. Wow. Definitely, people people heap on the criticism whenever he's crap, and that's fair enough. And people have got to turn around and say and praise him whenever he's good. And I thought he was yeah. good in this game. Maybe it's because he was again with Trippier and Stones beside him that might have helped him. But uh, you know, you've always got to give praise whenever someone's, play, someone's playing well. And obviously, I, th- I thought Saka did deserve the man of ma- the man of the match. Yeah. You know, two goals. Uh, and he played very, very well. He was a danger all game, and I thought he was well deserved of that. But you got to give a special mention to uh, to Maguire because mm. coming back from all that um, and to to bring out the performance that he did on the biggest stage of them all is, you know, it's it's a credit to him.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, it's a big time. Uh, John Morell says, "Is Danny now going to admit that Declan Rice
2: does actually pass the ball better than the other midfielder? I think he's referred to Dan no. Uh Danny, <laughs> 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 no."
4: Danny, I assume you enjoyed it a lot yes, yes, England game was very good Mm. Um, other than uh, the people who know know this one, I went to the Brentwood to watch it and um, I had a go at their 25 spicy wing challenge where you get 5 wings in each flavour they've got and, oh, well, oh, oh, I was very ill before that game because them scorpion wings over in me not doing that again. But it set us up for a win because whilst I was suffering on the table, England certainly weren't suffering on the pitch. And we put in a fantastic performance, I thought. It were a very good team performance. Other than, um, I think, conceding the penalty, we went to sleep for Iran's first goal, hmm. in my opinion. Um, fair play to the lad who I've seen on social media <laughs> won about 2,500 oh. on the 6-2. Uh, correct score, that's, that's a madness um, I'm sure we'll talk about this in a second but it was a very soft penalty, I think yeah. the other reason they should have given it was if they have given Maguire's in the first half, even though that was more of a penalty and they didn't give it, so mm-hmm. I think the reason they did give it was because they were 6-1 down and they just went, nah, it won't impact the game It'd be right <laughs>
2: yeah. I can only assume um, yeah, let's, might as well cover this because we must mix here uh, apparently, <laughs> okay. it didn't mean, uh, championship referees. Um, yeah, I mean, we talk about consistency. We'll talk about the time I was on, I suppose, later on in the shot, actually, because that's, that's an interesting point. Um, but Harry Maguire was not fouled, according to the referee. There was the Iranian player fouled, apparently, in the according to the referee. And then the we, day like,
4: after... We were, we were playing rugby in the first half.
2: Apparently so. <laughs> apparently so. I admit, so compound the issue, 24 hours later... You have the Argentinian penalty, um, mm. which is almost a carbon copy of Harry Maguire getting dragged foul. Um, inconsistency as Mick, and we talk about this a lot, don't we?
3: We do. Um, and and I'll, I'll be honest with you, the standard of refereeing, I think, in this tournament so far has been absolutely at the top draw. I think it's been very, very good. Um I think what I also think, though, is that the referees have been badly let down by VAR on a number of occasions. Yeah. Um, and that England game is a perfect example. Um, let's be under no illusions. The Iran penalty was a penalty. He's pulled his shirt in the area. It's a penalty every day of every week. They're never given, but it is a penalty. You cannot pull somebody's shirt. If you pull somebody's shirt anywhere on the pitch, it's a foul, so it's a penalty. Um, but but how VR can't give the penalty on Harry Kane beggars any sort of belief. Maguire, I'm sorry, I'm Maguire. Sorry, apologies, yeah, I'm Maguire. Uh, beggars belief, doesn't it? You know, and and what what I think you'll find is that any of the contentious decisions that have gone off in this World Cup, and there's been there's been one today they are, are the ones that that are, that are causing the issues. They're causing the inconsistencies. Uh, there's a couple of handballs in the uh, Belgium C- Canada game uh, last night. One where the penalty was given, one where it wasn't. Um, there's also a foul and uh, another penalty that Canada should have in the first half. They are looked at and wasn't given, and yet they give another one today. You know, it, it, so it's it, for me at the moment. The inconsistency is sitting with the people who have got every single possible tool you could have, you could wish to have to get the decision right. That is where the issues are, uh, issues are sitting, and 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 the, the the two penalties or the the penalty and the non penalty in the England Iran game are, are, are an absolute perfect example of that. Um, and hopefully, Kalini will be sitting them down, staring at him with his eyes as he does, and saying, "Now then, sit those two together and tell me why one is and one isn't." Um, we'll have to wait and see, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was—it was—it was just nailed on, wasn't it? Absolutely nailed on that one. McGuire, I can't just—I have no understanding whatsoever as to why that wasn't given. I just—I cannot give any any reason whatsoever.
2: It was given at a time where the, the game was wasn't exactly in the balance, but it was at a time where it wasn't five nil or five one. It was relatively yeah, yeah. in the game, so obviously that shouldn't impact the game, but we know it does.
3: Um, you can you can give the the referee the referee needs needs some yeah. assistance there. You know, there's no way that unless he's looking directly at that incident and bearing in mind there's <laughs> almost twenty players in box, you know, you can understand why the referee doesn't see that. Mm-hmm. If he's looking in the opposite direction or looking at somebody else, he's not gonna see it. So that's why they are there. Yeah.
2: Um Paramount UK says mick crazy referees I think I'm gonna be sick. <laughs> um,
4: <laughs> and John
0: Morell says VI always needs to get in the bin. Yeah.
4: No,
3: it doesn't though, does it? It doesn't if it's used correctly, then yeah, it can be brilliant. It it needs to be operated by people who are competent. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I agree. Um mm-hmm. Another aspect of the refereeing, Phil actually points out, I think he says, I think it's from Robin Knight's point of view, we need to watch out when the season restarts concerning added time. Now, this is interesting. And to be honest with you, I'll come to do this on Tom, I'm a massive fan of this. Referees are being really strict on how much time they're adding on, which is fine, but again, it's all about consistency. It's got got to happen every single game. Um, Mm -hmm. But we're getting the time back finally. And long may that continue.
0: Yeah, no, I'm I'm fine with it. I think it's a good thing in all reality. You know, you always, I, I I don't watch rugby too much, but when I do watch it, it's so obvious when eighty minutes is up because they just stop stop the clock whenever there's a mm-hmm. stoppage in play. And I feel like that's what they're gonna try and well, uh, I've always said you know that should be always what they should try and do in um in football, but. Uh, you know, you always get added time when it's an absurd amount, and you think, "Oh, how is it that long?" But then you think, actually, how much football have I seen on the pitch? And you think, mm. probably, yeah. Mm. Um, and I think if they keep up to it, which Kalina wants, I don't, I don't know. I I've, I've meant, I've, I've seen him mention about that's what they want to do for this World Cup. But in future times, I've, I've no idea what they want to do. But if they want to do this, I'd fully back it because it's such a, it's, it's a, it's a lot fairer way of looking at a game and literally clamping down on that time wasting that apparently Rotherham United are really bad for, so we'll see how that affects our games Um, no, yeah, I I just think it'll be I think it'll just benefit the game, I can't see how it'd be a, a, a bad thing, you know maybe you'd think you know because 9 minutes I did every game if again like you said if it's consistency throughout if it's 9 minutes I did for every single game and when you look at the game in a total you think actually probably is about 9 minutes left to play then it's fine like I don't see why people could have complaints about it but people obviously will because football fans are <laughs> never happy let's say that um but yeah I I think it'll be I think it'll be all right I th- I think it'll be a good thing for the for the game um yeah, I, I don't know how much time England added, I had added on. It was a ridiculous amount for the keeper, wasn't it? But other than that, I, I, yeah. 25 minutes for the whole game, 24
3: minutes, I think. Yeah,
0: in, uh, something
2: ridiculous. Though. It was like well,
3: a crazy
0: stat, weren't there?
2: The, 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 four, the four games with the longest injury time in World Cup history all happened
0: mm. on Monday.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it was like, like, that's. The whole, just... <laughs> whole game's been played as well in added time or something. Like 90 minutes has been added. <laughs> yeah. Something ridiculous. Makes, yeah. It makes no sense, but at the same time, it makes complete sense because if you think about how much football is actually played, hmm. it's nowhere near ninety minutes. <laughs> no, no, it's not. So um, yeah, yeah. You know, the radiant keeper. I, mean, I don't have many times FIFA wanted to show us that replay of him getting <laughs> smashed <in laughs> face to honest with you.
2: And the <laughs> fact they tried keeping playing on that. The fact oh, they tried keeping that keeper <laughs> is
0: insane. No, it was so bad. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, Danny, just your overviews on the officiating. I like mix said, it's been pretty good so but there's there's issues and. In, in there.
4: Yeah, definitely. I mean, <clears throat> um, since finding out why there's been so much extra time, I sort of understand now why game's taking a lot longer because there's a lot of time wasting mm-hmm. that's getting added on now. And um, it is what the, uh, I forget his name, the scary Italian man has told the uh, mm-hmm. the referees to you. That's the one. I, sc- I still call him the scary Italian man because... Makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so he's told him to do that, so I sort of understand it now. Um, but I think it was our last that told me that the England-Iran game is one of the longest recorded football games in history, where it's purely <laughs> added time and not going into extra time being played. So it's longer the, the longest 90-minute football games in history, well, recorded history, which is crazy. Um, I can't remember what the the, um, the overall length of the match is, something like 117 minutes or something like that. We might as well just played extra time just for laugh. Might as well go. Right, you can go and have a water break and go back out. We've got another half an hour. All right, Sam. Um,
2: Paul Brock says, Feel for those that leave 80 minutes. Could be another half an hour to play. Yeah. 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 Keep an eye on that. Uh, John Rell says, Right, did FIFA say on average the ball's in play for about 56 minutes? There's a championship. (laughs) That is even worse than that. Obviously, Robin against Wickham is so
4: famous for 33 minutes.
3: Thirty-four minutes. Like mm, yeah.
4: So all, fun all, fun. Although you have to give Saudi Arabia credit because they've obviously gone to the Wickham School of time wasting because they did it absolutely perfectly against uh, yes. against Argentina, didn't they? That was fantastic mm. to watch and it was so funny. Was like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, back on the performance very quickly. Mate. We've got plenty to cover tonight, but back come back quickly on the performance. I want to give a quick mention for Harry Kane. I thought Harry Kane was excellent. His, his link up play and his build up play he didn't score obviously. Uh, but he would have scored had we given the penalty. Um, I thought his link-up play is—he sometimes we he sometimes lose it when it comes for England. It comes deep and it doesn't work. You know, really. yeah. there's no runners beyond him or or whatever it is. It doesn't work like it does for Spurs. Mm. It worked. You had those people running behind and make, using the space that he'd vacated. Um, yes, he actually didn't score, but I thought Kim was incredibly effective
3: um, for the role we wanted to play. It he, he was, and, and he, he got the assist for for was that for Bellingham's goal? I can't remember. Um, he got two, I think. Did he get two. two? Yeah, he got uh, two assists. Yeah. You've got you've you've got the players on the pitch there that are going to going to be able to run in behind him. You know, if he drops drops a little bit deeper, you've got the players like Sterling, like Saka, like Bellingham, or going to.
2: He got Sterling, not it?
3: He All going to get themselves into that position? And lo and, and behold, those are the ones that that bank the goals. Um so so yeah, I thought he had a decent game. Thought he had a decent game. I, I can't I can only pick out one player that, that that for me contributed very little to the game and that's Mason Mount. I didn't even realise he would on pitch uh for most of it, frankly. Um the the, the rest I thought were were, were excellent, excellent I, I agree
0: Yeah, I thought Mason uh, Mount was really good. At-
3: I don't, I don't even that's remember that's him touching the ball, bad. so I mean, I'll stand but I, I, I don't remember the commentator. I don't remember seeing him touch the ball. Yeah. I don't remember him having any yeah. impact on it at all, but you know, that's yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just because I saw a tweet about him, and he was something like he was the most fouled player, who the player with most touches in their like their half. Mm. It was something like that. He seemed to be very involved in the yeah. game. I'll try and get the I'll try and get the stats up now, but but I know I know what you mean. He kind of he does kind of ghost in games, but then when you see mm. when you look at the game afterwards and you think if Mason Mount wasn't there, would that have happened? It's kind of I feel like it's is yeah. quite intelligent. Um, i don't know but i would agree that um he does he does ghost a lot of games but at the same time i feel like he does contribute a lot more than you think and i think that play like managers like lampard southgate they've all like too too sure they've all chosen him like when there's mm. been so much doesn't get many goals and assists there must be something there that we don't see as fans but i i yeah i i thought i thought they were all good personally but yeah i think People, sometimes
2: you you don't see as much watching on telly, and none of us are in Qatar to watch the game. So I think that's possibly part of it as Well, we all, we all know from watching Rotherham it's different games at the game than it is yeah, yeah. at home. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, yeah. Let's uh, move on. Is there anything else you want to cover from the game? I thought, Danny, I thought it, I thought it was good that I know this is only a minor thing, but Saka got a goal, Rashford got a goal. It sort of kills the ghost of 2020 final a little bit, you know, with the penalty misses. I'm hoping it just lifts, if, if they had any weight, I'm hoping it just lifts that and they can just sort of move on and forget it as best they can.
4: Yeah, that's the angle a lot of uh, news outlets talk, you know, justice for the World Cup final. How the two guys who uh, whose mistakes, to use one word for it, um, lost us on penalties and then the first game of the following tournament they've scored... So it's sort of like a, a redemption arc for them two players per se. But it was just nice to see him score. You know, it's nice to see, you know, like Saka score one of the young ones. It's nice to see Bellingham open his account and all, which is quite scary that he's nineteen. By the way, hmm. you know, he is four years younger than me. That's made me feel very old now. So I thanks for you. Bellingham. You <laughs> <laughs> I mean, make no no offense intended in the slightest with this. Oh, don't take me, but, mate, no. but, <laughs> When, when you're at my age and you've always grown up with players being older than you and now suddenly the younger ones are on the world scene. It's a bit, oh, I'm feeling a bit old now. You know, it's when my knees feel a bit old. But Just, it, just it, wait till you get, you get a player who you think is senior and they're the same age as you. That's when it's bad, <laughs> mate. Yeah, good, good point. Yeah, good point. Um, but yeah, it's just great to see him on the score sheet. It's a shame Harry Kane didn't bag and we've sort of... He marked him as one of the contenders for the golden boot, but you know his time will come, won't it? Um, yeah, just great to see the younger players scoring and stealing as well. First goal at a major tournament for him, mm. so cool. see Anthony Rashford as well. So it's just building up like the younger generation are now coming through, and it could be the younger generation that drags us over the line. Who you know, thought that? I know. Funny, <laughs> you um... can't win anything with kids, as they used to say. Yeah. Yes. Um, John Morrell says oh, we can't
2: not talk about this guy Jude Bellingham was training with Birmingham's first team at 14 year old that doesn't mm-hmm. surprise me Mick it, I'm not going to say he's not a revelation because we all know Jude Bellingham's an excellent footballer but to see him do it in an England shirt is something how, how, many, in, in, how many players in the past have been amazing and then they put the England shirt on it for one reason or it do not work it just worked for Bellingham and I think he's, he's that's his position he's in the team he's done that's no more questions.
3: Yeah, 100%. It, it works for Bellingham because it's, it's quality, absolute quality. Um, but it's not worked in the past because of the England setup for me. Mm. Managers have refused to play players because of their age, because of their inexperience, been unwilling to do it, and they've, 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 they've tried to trust in the old guard. It's been tradition down the years for England managers to do that. Um, Gareth Southgate has probably gone further than most. I would argue, in terms of the, the youth that he's introduced into the squad and, and players like Bellingham and Foden and, and, and Saka, you know, they would never have got a look-in in an England squad, not even, maybe even 10 years ago, but certainly not 20, 25 years ago. They, there's no, they would have never got a look-in. Um, and and, and with, with players like Bellingham about the future for, for England, assuming that, the, the the whoever the, the the England manager is assuming they continue that to play players like that then then the future for england will be will be bright as well but as soon as we drop back to this you know you know in in, in seven or eight years time when Jude bellingham's a, a well established player and his form drops off if we're still playing him and still playing him then that over above somebody else that's coming through you know what i mean then that's when that's when it all starts to go a bit Pete Tong but um, it's great to see, it's, it's fantastic to see uh, and somebody mentioned it in the comments earlier on, I think we have just about got at the moment the right kind of blend between experience and, and youth um, mm. it, it is a really really good uh, setup at the moment mm. but we don't yeah. want to be pulling those players out
4: you know what I mean mm. Mm. Yeah I agree I um...
1: There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Any other England,
2: um, Before we move on to the, we'll move we move on to the American game in a minute, but any other England, Iran talk that we haven't talked about that we need to mention? I don't going to
4: cover each goal individually because were just too many. High <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like scoring game at the tournament so far with eight goals. It is, that'll mm. take some beating, to be honest with you. But Spain yeah. had to go on pippers for a scoring team, didn't they? The, the, <laughs> they, they were very, good. Yeah. So it was
2: very, very good. Yeah, they, were, they were, but how was bad but Costa Rica. Costa Rica was yeah. one of the worst
4: performances
0: at a World Cup, I can remember. They were worse than yeah. Panama,
2: and Panama were terrible in
0: 2018. Yeah, mm. yeah. it's uh, the same thing again. How good was Spain and how bad were Costa Rica? It's, it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's that same thing. Yeah. Um, right, let's move on. Mick,
2: I'm going to come to you on this one. You said it's like Leo Messi's World Cup. They um, got done by Saudi Arabia. Yeah, um, yes, it's funny. Same as Germany losing. Yes, it's funny. Um, anything else right to on top of it being hilarious? Uh,
3: yeah, the thing with Argentina is they have plenty of opportunities to put that game to bed and didn't take them. Um, unfortunately, it would appear um, that they are. Pretty much a one-man one man team. That it doesn't look like they've got any other quality. Certainly on that on that one showing, which is which is obviously a, never a good idea to make a judgment on one game, is it? But um, they've got Di Maria, they've got Messi. Neither of them are in the same league as each other, but everybody else seems to be in a much lower league than the pair of them. Um, don't know. I will have to wait and see. I don't. It, it, yeah, it is funny. It is funny to see the bigger teams lose games, and it because it's usually us. <laughs> you know what I mean. So when it happens to somebody else, it's always always a, a pleasant surprise. Um, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see whether Argentina can come back from that because it's going to be a massive psychological hit to uh, to some of those players who obviously they are the uh, the dogs and have just been uh, schooled basically by Saudi Arabia. So tough group you, you,
2: the last two games in Mexico and Poland
3: they, they're yeah. no pushovers
2: it, it's Saudi Arabia's your banker isn't it
3: um, yeah you just, you just said so
2: so that's that's tough for him uh, Danny mm. Germany losing 2-1 to Japan uh, the day after 24 hours later um, I don't know why but this one felt more dramatic and I don't know better and I don't know why because Saudi Arabia actually is a bigger upset
1: mm. but there was
2: just something about the Japanese that Number one, I think Japanese historically are fun to watch anyway. Um and for him to take such a scout like that is just it was just sensational.
4: Yeah, I think the uh the Saudi Argentina result sort of just came out of nowhere, weirdly. You know, Argentina have gone one 0 up with Messi's penalty and then they've sort and it's just like a oh my god, Saudi Arabia are in front now, can they hang on to it? Yeah. Um but with Germany, Japan, Germany funnily enough, go ahead with the penalty. Um, and then it just sort of builds and it's like, yeah, Japan could score here and they do it. It's like, you could you could feel the atmosphere coming out of the television that Japan were going to go and score again. And I think that's why it's more dramatic and fair play to their player. Um, just hurdling over the advertising board, like they're just not even there. Like, that's the highlight for me, not even his goal. Um, yeah, it just felt more, like you said, dramatic, and it just felt like the tempo built and built for Japan and they just capitalised on it. And that's two of the favourites for this tournament, losing their opening game. Um, I think the only other favourites that won were England, Brazil, uh, Portugal, Belgium. Bel- yeah, Belgium, France. So that's two of the, the big teams already on a wobble. Like mm. Fair enough, yeah, Argentina, they, they have recovered from those sort of setbacks in the opening game before. Um, but Germany lost their opening game and just never recovered. At the last mm. World Cup, we could we yeah. be seeing the same again for Germany? Should be quite mm. funny, you know. England projecting further than Germany in a major tournament, never, never, again, never, yeah, again, never <laughs> two in a row, never.
1: Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, a lot of fun, a lot of fun.
2: Um, I think I made it better. I'm sure, I'm pretty sure Ali McCoys on commentary, and that always makes things <laughs> better. Yeah, um, yeah. Do we have a favourite commentary duo for a team yet? Because I always think World Cups quite good because you get lots of different pundits from different areas. Um, are we all agreed Ali McCoy's up there is the best player? Best, yeah, he's
0: the best, co- he's the best, co- absolutely. Mm. Mm. Yeah, Nick, and, um,
3: yeah, he's, he's, he's very good. He's very you good. You don't sound very enthused by this part. Right? I, 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 I feel like turning commentary off because it, it just it winds me up. It's
2: some of it's terrible. Martin but um, tonight, Martin Keel and Brazil game were terrible.
3: The, yeah. the, the, the guy who is it, I can't remember who commentated on the Wales game. What's his Mark, name? No, the not the country. Yeah. Tilsley. Tilsley. I mean, he's just a, it's just horrible. It's horrible to listen to him. I know people rave about him. A lot of people, and I've seen it on social media saying, Oh, he's a fantastic commentator. And and it honestly, it's just it, it, it's like rubbing. It's like somebody's fingernails going down a blackboard. Not the tone of his voice, what he says. Just honestly, I don't. I watched that Wales game. I I cannot. I lost count of the number of times he mentioned 1958 World Cup. Yeah. Lost mm-hmm. count of it. Um, Gareth Bale did absolutely nothing throughout the whole game, apart from score a penalty. And the first thing he says is, "It's Gareth Bale. He scores when he wants." <laughs> It's like I just, I just, I just
2: honestly, if I had air, I'd be ripping it out. He has got a great voice for it. His
3: tone yeah, is brilliant. It's just what comes out? It's just yeah. the words he uses there, probably. Yeah. I get it.
2: When he, when he does Champions League, he always refers to that night in Barcelona, in the Man, Man United winning.
0: That's because he's a Man United fan. Know, because he's a Man United fan. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, very well, yeah, that does not help.
4: It was, just, yeah. Who was it who just screamed bang when Bailey took penalty? Was that was that yeah was that Mark, was that him as well, Clive Just lazy. It Just lazy. was, it, yeah. it was yeah. lazy, yeah, I
2: agree. It does
4: that though. When it does England, that's that.
2: I think that's why it doesn't do the England games anymore, because it's just too much.
0: Yeah, th- yeah. The yeah.
2: problem is you end up with Sam Matterface, and that's worse. But it's just as bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just as bad, it's worse. I, I reckon
4: <laughs> I reckon right, the BBC should give us a punt of forty five minutes just to see how we'd get on with England commentary. <laughs> and if we get rave reviews, then we we'll, they should keep us on. There you go. That's us in a career in not
0: so right. guy with the main guy for, for BBC is pretty good. He's pretty he's solid. He's, yeah um, he's he's average and he's not he don't do anything out yeah he's alright. John John Champion Alan McCoy ITV, they're they're the best duo. They yeah. they come off they go on each
2: very very nicely. Like, they're my favourite mm-hmm. yeah anyway. Uh, moving on, do we have, a mo- who so far your funnest team to watch? 30- all played, all 32 teams have played. Um, which one, I saw you on this one, Tom, who do you think you've enjoyed watching the most and you think will be fun to watch for the rest of the tournament for how long they survive? survived? Um,
0: Brazil today were good. Uh, mm. They were very fun to watch. thought Spain progressed the ball very well. Mm. Thought they were good. But at the end of the day, it's England. It still is England. <laughs> I think even if I wasn't an English fan, I'm still, you know, they're still the best team to watch. You know, you never know what you're gonna get with them. And I think every nation knows that. Um we can turn up one day. But we're we're young, ex- uh attacking, fluid, uh exciting. It's 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 just all exciting with England. And you know, I obviously if I wasn't English, I might choose someone else. But I think even you know, as a neutral, I think even watching England is very, very exciting, and we always seem to be an entertaining game. Whether that's because mm. we get stuffed or because we uh, are playing very well is, you know, it depends on the players and if and if they want to turn mm. up or not. But yeah, I'd, I'd say England, or yeah, yeah, I'd say England. But there, are, there are so many good teams to watch at this World Cup. Yeah. It's a very interesting World Cup. It is. Um, yeah. Danny, so far, so far, funny, funniest
4: team to watch. Um, I'm sort of in agreement with Tom here. It's just I'm only really fussed about England's. Yeah, you know they're the only team that I really watch <laughs> in depth. You know, other teams yeah, just yeah. on in the background. You know, and it's like, oh, oh, well, Spain have scored again. Oh, right, fair enough. Um, but yeah, the teams that I'm keeping an eye on are England's because it's England. Uh, Denmark because they're in my sweepstakes and they started fantastically. <laughs> the male 0 drawing against Tunisia, brilliant. Um, <laughs> that was a terrible
2: game, by the way.
4: Yeah, it was. was and uh, and Qatar to see how badly I've cursed them with my prediction that they will be um um what's what's the term we used dark horse dark horse yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah not a good pick sorry Qatar um, I've, t- I've cursed you sorry that's <laughs> what we
2: do um I think I'm going to say Canada a fun. I really, really, really enjoyed them against Belgium. They were they just if they if they could shoot, then it wouldn't have been a conflict. It was just a lot of fun
3: watching them play. Um any, anything different for you? They, no, I mean Canada, but they absolutely gaffered Belgium. They absolutely gaffered them. Um and, and, and Belgium was so so lucky to get anything out of that game. Uh they didn't deserve a point, let like, alone the three that they got. Mm. Um but, as you said, the the, 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 the the surface place to stand on uh, <laughs> last <laughs> night in that stadium were, were in back of Belgium's net, weren't it? Because you were never in the with ball. Um, I don't know how many shots there, how many attempts on goal, something like 23, 25. Oh, 20, like yeah, um, all of which yeah, went from, ranged from sort of row, row M to row Z. Um but uh it was a great game a thoroughly thoroughly enjoyable game that and you always felt that, that canada might get something out of it mm. um listen they, they they after everything that we've said they might progress out of this if they can if they can actually hit the target That they might get out of that group or they should get out of that group to be fair quite comfortably. Yeah, Enjoyed enjoyed that enjoyed Canada. I, I was looking forward to seeing Cameroon, and they were a bit of a disappointment. I'll be honest. Yeah,
2: um,
3: I was looking forward to seeing Ghana. Unfortunately, I didn't get to see the whole game, so I don't know how they performed overall. Uh, but the game itself was quite quite an interesting game. Um, so the, the the African teams, uh, the sort of Central African teams, if you like, the, uh, as opposed to Morocco and Tunisia. Who, not quite as entertaining usually as as you like to Cameroon and Ghana, so uh, I should certainly be paying some close attention to those two in the next, uh, next two games, because uh, I, I, like I like their style of football.
2: Ghana today were the first African team to score at this tournament. Mm. Um, Morocco, Tunisia and Cameroon all, all failed to score. They scored two, um, but yeah, that's it's not been a
0: great start for the African teams to be honest with you. No. The second goal was very funny as well. It's the celebration <laughs> was just intense. <laughs> How you can be 3 2 down in the 90th minute and try and go off and do Ronaldo's celebration is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree was that. that was class.
2: Talk about over celebration. Brazil today, I know they won 2 0. And, and I don't have a good fan celebration almost at any time because so your team celebrate, But all mm. their substitutions, substitutes ran over yeah. and celebrated with them as if it were like.
1: Yeah, it's it a good goal. togetherness,
2: I guess. There's
1: a good togetherness and
2: knowing Brazilian teams from the past. I don't, it feels fake. Yeah, Uh, South Americans is is, is is as as in general, and it's a massive generalization. They're very volatile. Um, (laughs) Richarlison (laughs) is a perfect example, super player, incredibly volatile. Yeah, um, feels like it could go badly at any point. I don't know. Let's let's hope so. Yeah, (laughs) let's hope it goes badly wrong. Um, Archie Lambert says, what do we think England's downfall will be? Danny, if you had to pick a potential downfall for England, would it just be coming up against a good opponent and
4: potentially tactics on the day? Yeah, I I would say coming up against a strong team that just is, is somehow able to pick apart our defence because we've heard the pundits rabbit on about oh, England's weakness could be their defence sort of thing. And all it takes is one good team that's really on form and um yeah, I think we'll just pick us apart I don't think attack and midfield are the issue, I think it's just getting overwhelmed at the back Um and if we can moderate that, then we sh- should be alright, in my opinion anyway. I think so, he'll play so a five-back though, won't he? when we get to yeah. Hard again, he'll play a five-back won't he, and
0: want that yeah. more defensive support won't he? So, which yeah. is a
3: bit upsetting, but from from what I've seen of the so-called favourites, favourite teams, groups of teams from this competition, none of them have got a decent defence. Not one. No. So um, so that you know, it's going to be a question of who can score most rather than uh, who can stop others uh, others scoring. Um, you know, John Morrell's put on that, just the comment there about France's attack running at our defence scares him. Well, yeah, but their defence is woeful. It's dreadful. Um, You know they can't. They can't. They they, they were well. It's definitely a weakness in the France team without a shadow. Um, Is there a
2: good defense in the tournament, though?
3: Not that I've seen so far. It's difficult to tell because you've had the nil-nil draws. So yeah, you would argue that. that, But but all those nil-nil draws, none of those nil-nil draws, sorry, have have really included any of the so-called favourites, if you like. Um, Mm -hmm. So. I don't know, maybe one of those teams, Denmark, for example, might, the dark horses of the competition, might um, <laughs> might be able to capitalize on that.
0: Yeah,
3: I thought Netherlands' defense
0: was good. Senegal are not an easy it's team Senegal. to play, and mm-hmm. it was two 0 wasn't it? Uh, and yeah. it? just didn't look like scoring Senegal. Well, again, whether well, that's because they were poor, or because Netherlands' defense was good. I thought thought a back three of Van Dijk, De Ligt, and uh, Ake is a is a is a is a is a. It does look good. It's, it looks yeah. good on paper, so yeah, yeah I'd say yeah, Netherlands probably yeah. have a We don't have to play the last
2: 16, that's all, because so, we could obviously. Yeah. Um, John Rell says, Yeah, Brazil defense for me looks the strongest, especially with the keeper and the midfield in front of me. Yeah, Brazil from one to a probably from one to 26, Brazil's the strongest squad, um, and yeah. they've got massive, well, well, all right, minus Neymar. Um, they have got an
3: Achilles. They have got an Achilles' heel, though, Brazil, aren't they? So that we can, that the teams can, uh, well, they cheats for a start. So all you need to be doing is, oh, well, I've just watched the game. So I'm, I mean, I'm only going on what I've seen. Yeah, uh, yeah they, they are a team that you can get in their faces, and they will react. Mm. Yeah. They're, sure yeah. um, they're, they're insidious. Yeah. The insidious little team, Brazil. I'm, I'm really not impressed with them. I don't like anything about them at all. Um, from a footballing point of view, you know, they're incredibly talented footballers, but it's like 26 petulant children into it, you know. Um, so that, I think I think they are gettable, definitely mm. Brazil without any mm. question. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, th- I think they've also got a slight problem with with Neymar. I think that the, the, it's the problem that you have with Ronaldo and that times with Messi. Because he's so important and so good, you're, you're very conscious to try and get the ball through him. They slow the game down. Neymar slows the game down quite a lot from what Brazil were trying to do. Um, they've, they've got to work with that. Otherwise, that's that's an issue uh, for them. But anyway, uh, we'll come on to that at a later time. Um, let us move on to Friday, Black Friday, where England face America. Um, win will seal qualification for England no matter what. If Wales and Iran draw, not only will it seal, will a wind seal qualification, it will seal first place, uh, which will obviously be sensational. With the game to play. Um, that would be lovely. Danny, what what do you think? We watched America against Wales. Uh, first half, they were very very good. Second half, they couldn't deal with Keith Moore. It was just an, just an average championship striker. Um, <laughs> what what are you thoughts What thoughts on what England? How how can England hurt the uh, the Americans?
4: Uh, I think the Americans had a good first half because Wales allowed them to have a good first half. And then yeah. when Wales turned it up a little bit, America got worried. Um, I think they basically just play better than Wales and we should be all right. Like America have got some big players in their team, but we've also got players who are like not as high profile, uh, if you want to word mm. it that way, mm. whereas basically every player in our squad is high-profile and has that bit of quality about them. We need to watch Pulisic, that's for sure. Um, mm. But we've got these Chelsea teammates in our team, so they've obviously passed off the spy information about him, which is fine. Um, so, yeah, just get out of America. Just play the way we want to play and and try and adapt that to play around America. Um, first goal is very crucial. I think if we get first goal, we will upset the Americans straight away. Um I would say play the game the same way we did against Iran, but we conceded twice. So, a little bit of tink work at the back, but in terms of attackers and midfielders, similar method to how we played against Iran, and we should be all right. We won't score as many. That is my prediction. But just play the way we've set up to play against Iran, sort the defence out, and we should be all right. And no giving away penalties that aren't penalties. Yeah.
2: Okay. I think that's a
4: bit. Outreach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: um, <I> yeah. <laughs> John Rill says if we can't score against that defense, we need a slap. They couldn't <laughs> handle that lump more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, reports coming out, Army, and this is the good thing with England is we know the starting lineup a day before it actually happens, unchanged. Um, Harry Kane had a scan on his foot because he took a, a hefty uh, knock to it, a very hefty neck to it. to it, he fine. Aaron also came off with illness it seems like but he's fine for the Friday game as well would you have been tempted into any changes or because of the level of opposition would it have just been say, as you are
3: it's key this game this game is key we, we, we need to win it in, in reality we don't want to be going into that Wales game needing anything I said that right at the start um, yeah. because it has a significance to Wales Um well, they're already talking about knocking England out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is which is just which is just press desperately trying to create a rivalry that isn't
4: there. You know what I mean? Was it the lad who was from London who was saying they yeah, were yeah. going to knock out the England Thomas. from the World Cup? The yeah. This
3: is this is exactly the point of these things. This is exactly the point. It's exactly why the press, why the BBC and and other out, agencies, outlets, uh, news outlets. Do these interviews? They do it for that reaction. It's and it's it's a bit pathetic, really. Um, the players shouldn't be. The, 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 to be fair, the players shouldn't be drawn into it either. But it, it is what it is. Make no mistake, Wales are capable of causing us a lot of problems. Probably out of the three, out of the other three teams in this this um, this group, they are. The 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 ones most likely to cause us problems. So let's not be having to rely on getting something from that game. We can beat United States of America. We are. We, there's, there is no way we should be coming out of that uh, game tomorrow night on Friday night without three points. It's just not an option for me. Um, they're not good enough, and they're not good enough to lace half our players' boots. So it, it's a fact. You know, if we if we think if we genuinely think that we are capable of going going distance in this tournament, United States of America should not be a problem for us, and it should not be a concern. I'm not saying it's going to be a walkover or easy, but we should be looking absolutely to be getting three points out of that game. Fair
2: enough, I agree. I don't necessarily agree that Wales are better than them, Uh, but they are. I haven't watched. I haven't, haven't watched the game on Monday. I'm not convinced. I even thought it yeah, gives, again causing problems, but they did they ever really hurt
3: them? No, not really. Don't don't. You can't just go on one game though, can you? And and you've got to bear in mind the motivation that they will have for for it's a whole yeah, nation. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. mm, I suppose, yeah. uh, Tom.
2: What do you think? What what are you expecting? It's fairly comfortable evening. I know they've won a course prize. I think they'll come earlier. Do I
0: think? I think America will try and come at as early. Yeah, they're they're a, they're a quick young team, aren't they? Like mm. that's, but that's all that they've got really. They're not experienced. They don't know how to really, you know. If you look at some of their players, how many of them have played at the top level for more than five years? You know, you look at Pulisic as their captain, and you think he's a bench player for Chelsea, and he's not really that kind of vocal leader on the pitch. And you think well, yeah, of course they're going to be at disarray. You know, if, if someone like Kiefer Moore comes on the pitch, you know, and he's, like we keep saying, a, a, an average striker, you know, he's scored four goals in the Premier League this season compared to Kane, who is, you know, outwardly the best striker in the world at the minute, probably. Um, you think <laughs> if they can't deal with Moore, surely they can't deal with Kane. And I just think it's because they've got absolutely no experience in their ranks, really. You know, they've got some, of these, you know, they've got, Exciting players, technical players, um, but in terms of sturdiness and you know, it was a problem with Arsenal for years. They were they were they were uh, technically very good, but uh, physically and uh, mentally not quite there. And I think that's the same with USA. I think. I, think, I don't even think Wales really did. I think the momentum switched and I think that's all that really happened in that game on Monday. I think momentum switched and USA couldn't deal with it. They couldn't grab a foothold back into the game. And I think, like you said, if they, if they come out of England straight away, I think England have better resources to deal with that and then just play their own game. And then as soon as that first wave's over, I think it's just going to be all England. And unfortunately, you know, I don't want to jinx it, but I don't see, I don't see a result here for USA. I don't think they've quite got that experience yeah I think they've got the quality to trouble us but not the experience which I think is big especially in a World Cup atmosphere um but that that's the only reason I'd say that we we do well against them is because we've we've just we just overwhelmed them with experience of how to actually play a game of
3: football and actually know how to see out a game and whatnot um yeah America were able to capitalize on Wales's inability to keep ball in first half Wales just could not keep hold of the ball uh, and America capitalised on that there's one thing that England and I got out that is keeping all of the ball they're yeah. not, you know what I mean so um, they're, they're not going to get that um, they're not going to be allowed into the game the way Wales allowed them in in that first half so, no I agree um, we, we should be we should be steady away on Friday yeah. this is the most positive I've ever heard Nick about England I
2: if I believe be what I'm good. hearing <laughs> it's
0: incredible <laughs> Uh, no. you're normally Mr. Doom and Gloom well, every single tournament I'm trying you? to be
3: positive I'm trying to be positive
0: when it comes to England it's different
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, yeah do to me I don't care <laughs>
0: exactly <laughs>
1: yeah
2: uh, the referee is Jesus Valenzuela from Venezuela um, <laughs> it's quite interesting. he's not he, is, he has obviously worked as referee, but he's not done any, any games this tournament. He is, looks very experienced. He's done Olympic games. He's done a couple of couple of Copper Americas. Um, he looks he looks solid. Well, he looks. Uh, go on, what's the word I'm looking for? Experienced,
1: which yeah. is
2: what we like. Um, quite a lot of yellow cards <clears throat> over his career. Um, he's done 222 games, and he's given a thousand and eighty-seven yellow cards.
3: Yeah, but but. He referees in South America. Only referees in
2: South America. Average about five yellow cards a game, very, very roughly. Um, He's also given, hang on, 74 yellow red cards, uh, which is a red... That's that's quite a lot, isn't it? 74 yellow red cards in 220 games?
3: Again, he referees in South America. I know, that's funny. I like that. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah, a red Calgary three game with the due. Uh, so we'll see yeah. next, if we get one. We haven't got no cards in the tournament so far. Let's see if we get one. Um Daniel finish we you on that and the animal predictions. What 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 do you think from England? Would you have attempted to do any change or are you happy as we are? Um
4: I'm not sure, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Um I, I would say keep it the keep it the same because you know, it's it's a winning formula. And if we win, then you can make the changes for the Wales game, you know, and maybe rest your key players. I think that may be the way Southgate's looking at it. Yeah. Um, keep your key yeah. men in. If we win, go again against Wales. If not, tinker where it went wrong. Um, I, I would maybe take Kane and Maguire out just to give him a little bit more respite. Um, but I can also see an unchanged side turning out. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Let's uh, let's go for some predictions. Uh, to- uh,
2: Tom, you uh, knock us off. Where do you want to go first, prediction wise?
0: Score prediction. Oh, we all got it badly wrong last time. one. one, three one. I'm That's gonna, yeah. All right. More positive this time. Yeah, I've <laughs> yeah, I've learned from my mistake. <laughs> uh, Mick, you were the closest. You went four
2: nil. Oh, I was mm-hmm. two of you a four goal margin. Um, what you reckon for
3: uh, Friday night? <laughs> Which is what I meant, for goal yeah, margin. I'm sure. I'm sure. 3 0. 3 0. Positivity. Danny?
2: 2 uh, 0. England, I think. Yeah. I like it. I will go. I'll copy make go 3 0. I can't think of anything different to put to 3 0. All very positive, let's hope. Um, yeah, there we go. That's the international stuff done. I mentioned a couple of bits from Rotherham. Uh, the FA Cup draw is scheduled on Monday evening, as far as I know. Um, mm. Obviously, that may change with the World Cup games. It's normally about half past seven. I think England are playing on. No, England play Tuesday, don't they? Mm. Um, but we'll keep an eye on that. Obviously, we'll, we'll do a show on, on that. Um, have you enjoyed the content they've been putting out from Cyprus? I, I like this, like the like pre season mm. again. Danny, it, I'm enjoying it.
4: Yeah, I'm loving it as well. Uh, Who would have thought Tom Eames would be a master at Pictionary? <laughs> no. Is he? Apparently is, yeah. He's, he's
2: also got beautiful eyes, and I've not noticed that before. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's really weird and random, but he has got beautiful eyes. Next time you, next time you have a look at him, just... just <laughs> Go on, sorry.
3: That... 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 that...
4: went quiet. All <laughs> <laughs> it's alright. I'm not sure about the
2: hair, but, you know. Um. <laughs>
3: We, uh, you know, we, we just are we missing out? We're not going to talk about Portugal's game tonight and and Ronaldo.
2: I mean, you can have a minute on it, but we we're already an hour and three minutes and we we're recording an hour later than we are. So, <laughs> yeah. I don't mind. No,
3: forget it. I don't want to talk about it.
2: <laughs> he does, but it's fine. <laughs> uh, Neil Lewis has helped us out. It's 7 pm on BBC Two, the FA Cup. Third round draw. Um, mm-hmm. once we've got rid of all the rubbish teams from League One and Two this time, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> uh, well, anything else you that one? I'm sure it will. I'm, I'm absolutely certain we will lose to a League One team in the, in the third round. I'm certain of it.
3: They're not still in it, are they? From down at Dart Road,
2: they are still in it. Yeah, yeah, oh, God, Benny, no. they're <laughs> still in it. Obviously, Derby are still in it. Um,
3: some big there's, names. There's some so big names
2: bother but obviously, I think there's twenty teams that go through twenty ties. So twenty teams that come through to mm-hmm. meet, meet up with the uh, forty-four that are in yeah. the championship and the Premier League. Uh, any other final call for any topics,
3: any comments, anything you want to talk about?
2: I'm all right. I'm... Cool. cool, cool, cool. Just all one
3: right. thing. Any any other United fans still listening? Where there are two tickets available for the Legends Night. So if uh, if you know anybody that wants one, or if you want one, please get in touch. Um, they are still available. Have you
2: seen the auction prizes that Kev Johnson's put up? I've seen some of them. They're brilliant. They are so good. Um, I'll get these up for anybody that's not. In it's, this is a really sorry that's not going to it because they <laughs> are really, really, really good. Let me get a list up. Bear with me because I thought I, I've, I'm. I i do not know. Last time we had it, they, they had some really good auction prizes. Danny won one, and didn't. You won one and bid on one of them. Um, this season, they've got two home shirts signed by the squad and away shirt signed by the squad. Match worn shirts from Washington Eves twice. Wood and Hardin are signed, obviously. Um, yeah. A replica shirt of Alan Lee signed. Uh, a match worn Republic of Ireland shirt by from Alan Lee. A match worn Chris Cedric shirt signed by Alan Lee and a match worn Andy Monkhouse shirt signed by Andy Monkhouse. <laughs> They're incredible. Okay. That's a really great list of prizes, that. It is.
3: How come, how come Alan Lee's signing Chris Sedgwick's shirt? Is that just... I know. A... I, I got,
2: I, I got fixed it on Alan Lee, to be honest with you. I know you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look,
3: I'm looking forward to meeting Alan Lee, can I not lie. I, I'm, I'm, I don't want to be there when you meet him, because you're just going to be like a little baby, aren't you? You're going to be like a little child, and you're not going to be able to say I mean, anything.
2: I am. I, I don't mind saying Alan Lee moment's one of the moments of Rotherham, so I don't mind.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: It's fine. It's fine. i love have a few beers, it'll be fine. Uh so yeah, anyone wants a ticket speak to make. Uh, there's two two coins spare. Um so there we go. We'll finish. We will be back next week. Probably Sunday, maybe Monday, depending on the F we might change that around to the FA Cup draw to just fit some proper chat in if we can. Um maybe even plus, Sunday and Monday. Or maybe even Sunday and Monday. Depends on mm. I mean has
3: your wife kick you <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm actually getting into World Cup, believe it or not.
2: Uh, <laughs> I can't believe the positivity coming out from Mick. I, it's just a shock. <laughs> oh, I'm to lie down. Um, <laughs> please do subscribe on YouTube if you're not already. Please subscribe on iTunes and Spotify if you are listening audioly. Um Thank you very much. Ooh, I said we'll be back. Uh, Danny, it's been a pleasure to have you with us, and hopefully we're celebrating qualification on Friday night. Yeah, hopefully so. Hopefully. Uh, Mick? <laughs> I hope you keep being positive. I'm sure it's, it's good for your health, probably.
0: Possibly.
3: We'll see. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Tom, it's been a pleasure to have you back with us, mate. Thank you very much. Ah, uh, no worries, anytime, guys.
2: Well, thank you everybody, and we'll see you next time.
0: Bye. Bye. Cheers.
2: Bye. but Brilliant! you with it. What's got round the back? And Richie What is done it again? The magic man has come up with another trick! Well,
1: there's a chance to seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly. Rothering United's pathway back to the championship is opening up. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app at Participating Restaurants 18 Plus Serving Times, Delivery Fee, and Terms Apply. See McDonald's.com.
3: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery, soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus,